It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. You did it. You're here. You can do anything you want, as long as you turn yourself inside out and back to front. Shout out the smile. We are getting to that review shortly. Friend of a friend, you know. But today, we also have a bit of, as one of us has coined it, a bit more event television. The 18th series of The Apprentice will be reviewed. All of Eyes by the Smile will be reviewed. This is the Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour. I am trying to get a bit of the official language out of the way because I'm scared about this week's 32nd game. And this is where we review stuff and have fun. Isn't that right, Christopher? It is. It's where we spend 50 minutes reviewing The Apprentice and only give you five minutes on the smile. That's <laughs> my plan. That's what we're going to hey, do. If you want to stick to it after you've ticked it like six times in our chat, that's five. <laughs> that's I've ticked five. it five times. Fair, fair. I'm, I, I'm either on four or five. I have lost track. Um, that would be a really funny way for this podcast to go. In that case... Shall, shall we say it? let's open with let's open with the apprentice? We can we can open with the apprentice, but we've got to open with the thirty second game first. Okay, so newbies, what? Why are you here? Don't know. Please let us know. I'm very <laughs> curious because we do know outreach. Yeah, admin, very outreach interesting a, energy from you today, Jeff. Out, outreach is a good word for it. We need um we need the newbies, and we appreciate you. But why are you here? I'll tell you why you're here, Christopher. How am I going to tell them in thirty seconds or less? You're going to tell them in 30 seconds um uh, <laughs> you caught me off guard by saying the 30 second bit that was my bit you're gonna tell them in 30 seconds and mm. we're gonna do the 30 second game but you're gonna do it as if you're one of the arrogant newbies mm. in the premiere of the apprentice doing uh, your talking be head Alan sugar okay you're doing your talking okay. head talking about how you're the best your business mate i make things happen i made a million pounds i'm gonna yes, do this yes. i'm gonna do that don't know why they're all suddenly like gangster yeah. london people no i hear that i hear that but you hear that so you've got to get yourself in that mindset yeah and then boff tell them in yep. 30 seconds what yeah our podcast is all about right. starting now bosh i've been talking podcasts for years love for years my boy he's like yeah yeah low-key into it low-key into it what did we do we brought together the energies all right all right and then we came up with concepts concepts back and forth you and me i'll give you this you'll give me that we'll come back we'll talk it out the thing is the people like it they get into the reviews the nature of the sort of debate it's cultural it's content it's current and the thing is if you're not tuning in you don't get it love you're missing out on the conversation so come join us on the triple cah and you'll be kept up to date i'm terrified how quickly you slipped into that and can jeff come back please i don't know if i can mate <laughs> i don't think i don't think they really the talking heads really do a sales job to camera i think i come i think i kind of went off the pitch but this is because i'm not as 
um, loyal and apprentice viewer as yourself as we mm. segue into our reviews because I think I explained it in a concise enough fashion but just in case you didn't quite catch that this is the podcast that's a mixture of a game show and a talk show and a review show quite a lot of ingredients in the pot where we pitch each other something to consume we come back with our reviews but hey ho we're guessing each other's scores and the person who gets it closest wins the episode I'm on a two episode streak how you feeling like a loser (laughs) (laughs) gutted okay cool um so it's fine because no one really knows what the scores are (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like if you keep losing in the premier league but there's no actual rank it's like vibes right you know they don't really publish the table before christmas it's not not, something we're we're out there and it's kind of you know you win an fa cup replay and everyone thinks you're great again i don't know what it is oh shout out the blues now today as we approach the 18th season of the apprentice i have to ask Mm -hmm. i don't i'm i'm intentionally there's a little asterisk next to that word. Intentionally, I haven't gone back to check how I scored the last time you pitched this this show, yeah. but I have a very, um, I have a very strong feeling about how we're going to compare. And I will ask you something I probably asked you in that episode, which is, do catch me up just a tiny bit on how much of the eighteen seasons of this show you have consumed. I'm very curious. I'd say at least fifteen of them. I think. <laughs> Okay, so this is up there with like... It's been like a, just tra- a guilty pleasure. It happens. Traditional Anusis yeah. household um, up there with Drag Race. Like, you ain't missing the new season kind of vibe. Kind of, yeah. But it's just a yeah. me thing. She, uh, my, partner doesn't, thing. my partner doesn't watch it, so it's just kind of... Oh, I, re- I this sneak is changing it in. the game. Yeah, ah. I sneak it in one, one of those days, whether I'm on a bike, you know, or a treadmill or something. It's like... Oh, okay, it's one of those. Fix, yeah. Have you ever, has, has there ever been an interception? Or a Friday morning when there's not normally other content that we may consume during the week. <laughs> <laughs> we have a strict schedule here for the podcast. The podcast rules our lives, but there's also non-podcast stuff that, desire, that demands to get consumed. Yeah. I, ne- okay. I never I never watched the first season. Um, ah. I think I probably jumped in somewhere between season okay. two and four Let me just something. come up with my perch. The Apprentice Pilot. Cool. That is genuinely in our... Calling it a pilot. I mean, that's got to be out there, right? There's got to be a pilot out there. Maybe it you know wasn't Alan I rewatched this week? Tell us. Tell people. You watched the Seinfeld pilot? You got that from my noises. I'm so happy. That's got to be a hot mess. From memory, that's a hot mess. Oh, it is a hot mess. It is a hot mess. Right? I feel like from memory... A friend of ours was saying, oh, how they're rewatching Seinfeld. It's really funny. And my partner was like, I've never watched it. And then this week, was like, let's just put it on. And then... After that pilot finished, the words that came out of her mouth were, does it get better? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately voted off the island. Yeah, I feel like it's just like, okay, we've got the concept where it's stand-up and sitcom, so let's cobble together like three sitcommy scenes with Kramer super not on it yet, and Jerry yeah. doing stand-up, and then like... There's a lot of Jerry show. doing stand-up Oh boy. pilot. And if you, so imagine if you're not a Jerry doing stand-up fan, how you could potentially end up a fan. To me, if you're going to be a fan of the show... Definitely, I love the the list of quotes we get from your partner on the show, but definitely get, like, it's so high concept, Seinfeld, but I'd be really curious. I don't think the pilot is a way to sign off on it. If she doesn't like a mid-series one, fair We watch the next episode. Mm. Improvements? There was little. Did it get better? To be honest. Yeah, no, I hear that. (laughs) I hear that. But I wonder if even... I feel like episode two should be the pilot. Because it starts with Elaine and Seinfeld just Mm. in a video shop, Mm. immediately telling you what their relationship is. Yes. And it kind of just works. Yes. Um, I feel like this is even 
occasionally, this is even better than the 30-second game, where we have two wildly divergent things you've come here to hear reviews about, but no, we will spend three to four minutes <laughs> litigating which episode of Seinfeld should have been the pilot. Christopher votes episode two. So you have that now as a tidbit of information on how we feel about it. Um, dude, do you yeah. know what I mean? Okay, so there's a lot here. Apprentice. And <laughs> Apprentice. I I wonder I wonder how you found it as a more seasoned apprentice viewer because it's cringy, it's fun. I'm so done with it for two minutes, then it wins me back with something really dumb happening, something kind of funny. Alan Sugar really feeling himself and the, in these awkward boardrooms making a few <laughs> lame jokes, and I'm like, bruv, do we not get enough of this in our lives of having to fake smile our way through nope. our office jobs or whatever? <laughs> Fuck, you know. But um, yeah, how did how did you find it as a pilot, just being more like into into many seasons of this? Was this was this a fun one for you, above average start to the exactly season? Exactly what I expected, right. what I wanted, and it's right. what I got. Ticks it, all the boxes. It, it ticked every box of an Apprentice episode that you possibly want, and it's why yep. you go back and watch it. Interesting. And okay, it, so... Yeah, except, and I say this every year, mm. I feel like the contestants get worse and dumber, but right. actually, I don't... Uh, mm, there's a couple mm. of interesting characters in there, and you, you, you know, again, you, you, you learn to... You get to know them as the season goes on as well, yes. and some of them grow, some of them get smarter, but it's, they're under a lot of pressure. This is this is, yeah. yeah, but but like so the the sort of task that's set we've got we've got the boys team versus the girls team. Is it always divided by sex like that? Are we going to have a boys winner and a girls winner? No, it, no? it starts. It's just the teams. That's how they start, and then after mm. like a three or four episodes, they start mixing them up. Okay, interesting. So we've got a corporate away day. Even just hearing those words, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a corporate away day, and we're sorting it out for. These these teams to do team building fun up in Scotland, and so the guy for the guys team is like, "Hey, I'm a world renowned DJ, and I do music and bangra dancing, so I'm in charge." And everyone's like, "Cool, my guy." And then the ladies team, it's this woman who's like, "Yeah, events. Like, I'm not really feeling. I know what to do with it, and I hate getting in the water because we have to do some sort of lock walk later. And so like, that's not for me. I'll put on the suit and I'll dip in. And I'll be like, "No, I'll see you guys at the end. Bye." She's in charge for the girls, and like immediately, I'm thrown off by like okay wait how quickly did they come up with who's in charge this is interesting but yeah they're, they're running corporate away days they're not normally given the two minutes ah. in the boardroom to pick your pm okay pm project episode. manager yeah which so uh, is a whole thing normally the teams go right. away and then they have a mm. little discussion and they have some bants around who should be the pm and they get all upset when someone wants to do it and they don't get to do it and this that and the yes. other so this yes. was kind of a bit of a curveball was you've got two minutes to pick your pm go which is not okay. normally what happens so basically, it is a bit of strong personalities will win out in that little, right? Yeah. In that little, and they'll talk about their experience or whatever, and then they'll be like, oh, I guess he's in charge, because he's sort of pushed for it. Um, mm. What happened to the bald guy? Where's the bald guy? Shout out. Is he fired? Um, He's not He's not fired. I think he had a bit oh, of mate. a health scare, like, last oh, year or the year before. Make so it real. I was going to make a guess. In, drafted okay. in Tim, I think. Tim. Who was, I think, OG winner season one. Wow, he definitely has the profesh vibe. I think low key because I don't really get a lot of the business stuff. I think this is a purely vibes show, and there's one guy who ends up. What's his name? I think his name's Sam at the mm. end, who ends up like being on the chopping block or something to that effect. And he's like, "I shouldn't be it. I just should not 
be here. And everyone's like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> he's going to win because he just comes across as if he was on telly. You'd be like, oh, he probably won The Apprentice. It's purely vibes. It's all vibes. Um, this is my hot take coming right out of the gate. And I think it's probably like 70% true. But um, listen, there's a lot. It's just, it's very, I know, I'm like going to overuse hopefully humorously like the term of the last decade i find this show really triggering there's just so many awkward moments and boardrooms and like work dynamic shit and it's just like oh and it's a really funny contrast because in bringing up event television talking about the traitors mm. you piggybacked off that right and to me um the traitors is very like it gets weirdly emotionally fraught and it's all about like, oh, don't betray me for this or that reason. And uh, who is, who can we trust? Who can we not? And like, like emotionally, I feel spent afterwards. This one isn't really about emotions, but it does remind me of that, that uh, facade, that presentational self you've got to have at work and you are trying to win out. And basically things happen. And then the format of the show seems to be tasks, uh, things happen let's back chat and stab each other in the back and say why the other person was in the wrong after things happen wait you fucked up things happen this wasn't my fault that seems to be the format and it reminds me of and let's everyone the task yeah right every i mean the winner of this task i'll get to that in just one second it, it definitely the vibe of this show reminds me of if you've ever had either a partner or loved one come to you with like their work stories <laughs> of like drama and like three details in you're like oh boy i'm not sure i have the attention span to keep up with every twist and turn of the story and then she's like hey don't you remember this is because tina went into the boardroom and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like no clue mate so they're talking later about how oh it's because you didn't say in the initial meeting whether we were going to have alcohol or not and then alan sugar is like yeah okay let's talk that through i'm like i've already forgotten what like bless you guys this must be the world of business but they were really trying post task to assign blame because in really humorous i have to admit fashion both of these corporate days fucking sucked they did <laughs> for lack of a better term but i think because of the winner they decided the girl sucked a bit less because at least they made if i'm remembering right 100 pounds of profit 100 pounds whereas the boys <laughs> made a loss because basically across the board they were asked for refunds and these corporate teams the shots of the corporate teams looking really dissatisfied on their away days and confused <laughs> is kind of the gold of this episode. It's really funny. I'm thinking in my head, like, they know it's for the show, right? So, like, they've got to be a bit forgiving, but I suppose the producers would be like, listen, even though it's for the show, if, have if that had, high if standard. You had a shit time, yeah, you had a shit time. If you had a shit time and they put fucking crumble <laughs> instead of breadcrumbs in the, what was it? I don't the know, mate. Croak. In the fish cake, goddamn! The and then the cake. guy, the guy was immediately like, "Um, excuse me." I was like, "Oh shit! Please don't just exactly say the thing." He's like, "I think this is crumble in the fish cake," and I'm just, "I'm sorry, but that's like not good enough." My favorite thing is when, like, so you've got Karen Brady and Tim, who I think is the other guy's name. Yeah, like sort of, they just wander around and watch. They must be having the best time of their lives doing that, dude. Dude, but, but I was, th I, I, but but Karen Brady just time? sat there watching them fuck it up, dude, going. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't know, man. Or I yeah, watch I I don't know what kind of personality you have to have in order to like be able to restrain yourselves there. Because obviously, for the television, she has to. If you see some girls putting <laughs> crumble Sugar in a fish, a fish cake, cake. <laughs> yeah, and just being like, "That's that's incorrect," and just letting it happen. Yeah, I can't decide whether I super rate Karen Brady for that or if I kind of find her to be a psychopath. But fair enough. Um, it's oh mate, it's 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 a whole kerfuffle, and it's all about these interpersonal dynamics where really little things happen that I'm not super paying attention to, and then later, um, it's it's a big 
kerfuffle because you you didn't sort out this away day properly for this or that reason and the man who led the project management for the guys team is like super into his djing and like that guy we're dancing can we talk about that guy <laughs> let's talk about that guy because i think i really relate to like he's like i can do a thing let's make <laughs> the thing i can do into the main thing and then apparently because he's out there making them all do this bangra dance and then to be fair Go back and look at the footage. There's some smiling faces out there. They're having a good mm. time, but then they're super late for the food and everyone's really miffed. And there was actually a dance they were supposed to, like, just see rather than be in. Right? And so, like, the fact that he made them all dance was, like, a big time waster. And then there wasn't alcohol ready. And he definitely had that really annoying vibe of, like, dude, it's a dozen people on a corporate away day. And he's next to his man. And he's like, all right, if you're all excited, give me some noise. And they're like... He's like, nah, 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 that's not good enough. I'm like, bro, do not hit me with the nah, 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 that's not good enough. Come on. This is not the time or place. And then they just pl- this, they clap politely, like 5% less enthusiastically because he's getting super annoying. And then at the end, I guess this is what you have to do. This, tell me where, where I'm either wrong about entrepreneurial um, work <clears throat> or this show. But at the end, when they're looking at why it fucking sucked and why there was a bunch of refunds requested and all this shit, hmm. everyone's just scattergun having a go at each other. And I'm thinking here, like a dummy, like, wouldn't it come across slightly better to be like, I'll take a bit of responsibility here? Or is that just putting yourself on the chopping block? Because everyone was not taking accountability, rather. Right, right, right. But then again, I think there have been people who have pointed out their own failures as well as other failures and stuff and have been commended for it, I guess, as a just, yeah, I messed up Mm. sort of thing. But I've seen enough of these that as soon as you say you've messed up, yeah, that finger, okay. that finger gets wagged at you a lot of the Does time. It, the finger gets... So hence, everyone's Which super is why defensive. It's a diff- it would be a difficult game to play because you could sort mm. of fade into the background, but then sometimes people who have faded into the background and done nothing mm. have then been fired because they faded into the background and did nothing. So you kind right. of need to assert yourself enough that you're putting yourself at risk of possibly making a decision that's wrong, mm. but then equally not. Right, that. right, right. It's, it's, I, it's, it's a, a difficult it's, game to play. It's, a, it's very much also a alan sugar's whim right because at the yeah. end spoilers he, he decides to keep the project manager of the super failed boys task and he just says well you know you as much as you screwed up and there's lots of reasons why you screwed up you uh you had the balls to take the task on and be the leader and i like that mm. i was like oh, okay so like you know and it, i feel like in a different mood it would be like well you had the balls but then you had nothing to back it up and you weren't a good listener out you go but he got rid of ollie instead spoiler mm. and ollie i think really early on as a as a newbie to this show, still, even though he pitched last last year, I Wasn't was like, "Wasn't around Ollie's... in the kitchen struggling to make something?" Yeah, struggling to make a brownie. He didn't use flour, flourless brownies, mm. and this is where, <laughs> and he did he did come across as uh, just younger, I suppose. And this is yeah. where I can reveal to you something that you're going to find rather funny. Um, how how does your boy like to consume content, Christopher? He likes to, to spread his wings a bit. I had a look at The Apprentice. You're sure. fired, hosted by Tom Allen. Season 18, episode one, and Ollie was on it. Did you um, watch it? I did watch it. <laughs> <laughs> who were the com- who were the comedian panels? Who did we have? There was there was no Karen Brady was on it. I keep yeah. calling her Karen Carney. Karen Carney was part of the punditry team for the Chelsea game last night. Shout out Karen Carney. Karen Brady has yeah. been on the show since she was in her thirties, and she's now in her fifties. So shout out. It was just her and two dudes whose names I don't know. The key thing is Tom Allen. Yeah, and he was there He's with his joy. very low key lols. And he's he's funny, he's funny, but he's very like um how would I put it? Like Graham Norton but a bit more bitchy. Mm. But like also kind of if you see what I'm saying, but like 
um, it was just really funny because they put together like a highlights video for Ollie. It was like a minute long, and he kept like giving giving him like you're a really nice man. Like that's all he had to say. He was like, but you weren't really in there too long, were you? Like it was kind of very little to talk about for half an hour, but they've made a show of it, so I had yeah. fun and they chewed the fat a bit. But um, yeah, I di- I dipped my toe into your world, and it was just it was a fascinating thing. And I think you pitched me a finale last time. No, we're I pitched to- you like a penultimate. Penultimate before the it finale. Was the interviews. Yes. It was the interviews where they get it from right. five down to two. Sam, the blonde girl who took a dive into the water, I predict she'll win. Okay. Um, she just seemed well, to be the, like with the glasses. Yes. She mm. she, she at some point <laughs> It's so it's so harsh, but at some point I think she was trying to say we've made an executive decision and she said we've made a consecutive decision, which I enjoyed. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed that too, actually. Right? Yeah. I was like, she still made two decisions in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just, it's very fascinating to me how, depending on either your status or the flow of a conversation, sometimes that shit just goes. Whereas other times, the annoying me would be there going, um, excuse me, I think you meant something else. Um, so fair play to her. She just does seem to have a bubbly, try everything attitude. And, um, there's this guy with a beard who, and the, dude's team who i think he says his nan ran a pie shop or a pie business mm. and then the second lord sugar heard that he like his ears pricked up oh i got a joke ready and he's like really and the guy's like yeah since the 1930s and alan sugar's like oh it must be going a bit stale <laughs> bruv the people laugh people <laughs> laugh when he when he has a moment. i took a peek in the google doc you have a few more of alan's one-liners in there if you care to share them <laughs> um yeah if i'm not in the google talk is there any that stuck out to you oh i'm not i'm not in anymore okay i mean this is good content this is oh there was oh i really liked one of the lads who's like the super east end one when they were negotiating a price for the away day Hmm. and i think they were around 200 or just over (laughs) he's got this huge smile like i've got a really good idea he's like listen so i can have beans with my toast can we get up to 245 (laughs) And I was like, fuck it up. I've never heard that in my life. I love it. And he looked so gassed about saying it. And they were like, uh, maybe. I don't think it worked. But like, he looked very charmed by himself. Oh, I remember the Lord Sugar line that got me. It was um, when your girl Sam with the glasses, who I predict will win. Um, she has that she's a bit of a Dell boy on her CV or something. And mm. Lord Sugar's like, does that make you a plonker? And everyone, there wasn't as much laughter because I don't think everyone knows only fools and horses in that room because everyone's a bit young. And she's like, well, I'm a bit of a wheeler dealer, not really a plonker. Like, don't make her sad, Alan Sugar. Um, what a twat, this guy. Listen, he's fine. But just because <laughs> just he's just so, like, in charge and he's basically, you know, it's funny that we haven't arrived at that moment. But he's had the occasional controversial opinion on the social media. And when you think about it, he's our Donald Trump. Right, and just the respect that he hosts the Apprentice. So, hopefully, things I'd don't say, go that way. I was about to say, just Donald literally Trump in that their, respect, their Alan Sugar, but Ooh. I don't think that's fair either. Because yeah, no I think one... we did, we did the Apprentice first. Is it? Mm. That is that is quite a key question I have for shows like this. It's who did it? Who did who did it first? I've got that for <laughs> um, the Traitors too. Let's see, seven, eighteen seasons. It's a British. I mean, of course, it's a British. Yeah, originally aired on BBC Two. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, listen, if, you, if you're done listening to us having a look at Wikipedia and the Google Doc, I think you can tell. I had a good time. It was a lot of um, a lot of faff. A lot of <laughs> Would you Chris watch it every mid- week now? Would you watch this This is season? a great question. This is a great question because part of it to happen to anything that we've watched I over know. the last year. No, has it? It almost happened the other day. Oh, Dreaming Whilst Black. 
got commissioned for season two, which I shouted you about on social yeah. media. So I but very almost one of those episodes. <laughs> episode two. I almost did it, and then I just didn't have the time. And I wanted to w- listen to uh, Wall of Eyes again and make sure I watched The Apprentice. <laughs> Watch The Apprentice, you're fired. <laughs> I I might, I might. The thing is, I will. This is where I'll just tonight. Just saying. Okay, I too. I basically. I see if your I, girl Sam wins. See if my girl Sam wins. I I like how we're both trying to. It's your girl. No, it's your girl. Um, she's a girl. Um, I. I don't know. I'd love to hit, see you in the comments, listeners. But like, I kind of don't know if this counts as as like event television. Because yeah, I think it used to be. I don't think it's anymore. Right, right. The, I, I, the water cooler I, moment. Every single office, episode. No one else talked about it. It's not right. like everyone said, "Did you see The Apprentice last night?" They're all still banging on about Traitor season two. Yeah, Traitors finished a few weeks ago, and it's still the water cooler show, right? It's really funny how that happens. How there's there's like the aging out process. Like I'm, we're both old enough. I still remember um, X Factor, and then slowly you had Britain's Got Talent creep up, and then out of nowhere, do you remember this? Suddenly, Strictly Come Dancing was like the Saturday night show, and all the other talent shows weren't. I got to say, I actually see a similarity with how they're they're clearly wanting there to be loads of fuck-ups for the entertainment value right at least early episodes like it hmm. is a bit x-factor let's have some shitty singers because it yeah. is fucking funny when this is all going wrong right like that's part of as much as later they're gonna yeah try and get uh actually good but entrepreneurs. It's people under pressure people under pressure make mistakes and true. True, true, true. regardless of how smart you are i think you're gonna say something stupid someone's gonna wind you up you're gonna get yeah. angry at someone it's gonna yeah. happen there was um, the guy um, telling the other guy in the kitchen what to do, and then it cut. Did, did the camera cut away interview thing? And the guy's like, "I'm a doctor. Can he not like?" <laughs> he was trying to tell me like, "Can you turn the heat on low?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry. One sec, one sec. Do you know what low means?" And he's like, "Yes, bruv. I'm a doctor." <laughs> so like, ah, oh, such fun backbiting and bullshit. I I would say I'm on the precipice of becoming someone who watches more often. I don't know what one thing might be missing and it might just be when i enjoyed the traitors to a similar level it was suddenly like the talk of the town so to speak and i was like Hmm. okay keep tuning in whereas with this one yeah it's just the thing is it must have loads of viewers it's still got a very prime slot on the bbc and all this stuff um but it's very interesting and i've got some scores for you do you have some guesses for me i I have some guesses for you okay let's let's hear it now i will say i'm i'm this is where I don't know about our scale anymore, man. I love our scale. Shout out little white lies, but maybe come season six or seven, we come up with our own scale having done enough of these. Cause I'm starting to Shut be like the front door, Jeffrey, we can't come up with our own scale. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm out here. Like what am I going to write you a song and then pitch that to you? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm out here. Like clearly a four. And then a minute later, I'm like, wait, let me look at other things. I've scored a four. This isn't a four. This is some bullshit. This is a three. For that moment, for that week, for that Yeah, thing. no, that's always a really good get out clause. True, true, true. Literally talking to them. Which is why the... you're yeah. a three, four, three. Ooh. Oh, that three, means no. Four. No, no, you're only one off. I was a two, four, three. Fuck's sake. You and your yeah. fucking anticipation. Bombs. You and me and my twos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anything, I was close to, just because of how long it took me, I was close to being a one. And I was like, no, nah, it, ne- it was never quite that I was hating on the experience. I, I'm, I'm struggling with this closeness thing. Like, is it not closeness as in like... Um, the time you watch it. it. Yeah, the time it oh. takes. Because some, sometimes, takes, sometimes yeah. it is just it takes time. <laughs> yeah, bro. So I'm pressing right. play. Like, I, I'm, hey, I've got the attention bandwidth to watch like some bullshit. This is going to be perfect. Then it's at an hour. And I was like, an hour? Mm. do you know what i mean so like if it was half an hour maybe maybe mm. 
Mm. I don't know. But yeah, two, four, three. So many VAR moments in series two, and I think they're just continuing in series three right now. Just saying. Oh, okay. I was like, which show is he talking about now? He's talking about, talking about our, our show, podcast. the one that he's on. But who have we got to do VAR? Do the thing. No. Do the thing. How, no. Is that, do they do that? Do you reckon they're going to have VAR 10 years from now? Yes or no? Yes. Interesting. Um, okay. So speaking of uh, replaying something, let's replay our relationship with our favorite band. It's time for band Radiohead members. Have Morphed. Yeah, band members. <laughs> to be fair, it's time You've to just review. Admitted it. You've just admitted it that these two are your favorite band members. I mean, that's never under dispute. It's just I constantly have to defend Ed O'Brien. Okay, we have to find out a way to do this review of the new Smile album called Wall of Eyes without getting too inside baseball because we're such long-standing Radiohead slash Tom York slash Johnny Greenwood fans. Should we just do it by assuming they're going to enjoy it even when we get mm. inside baseball? Part of me was thinking about what order we do these reviews in because I thought if we did this first, people could just oh. skip it and then get to The Apprentice and the next next week's pitches. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, <laughs> the passion, like, by doing the, the Apprentice first, will sell them. I don't think they're going to hang on. I think they they're will. already they're already like. Oh, I feel like I you've to... got one specific person in mind who's not hanging on and is falling off. Who <laughs> do you want to at them? No. <laughs> 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 but hey I'm, for I'm, you there, there's no that i can't think of maybe there's probably one of our listeners that's going to be as interested in this review as we are and we but, love you johnny stick around because here we go listen the others they great know guy, we're two great guy yes really good star trek shout the other week oh hey i got this is the thing star trek's on my list too i'm out here trying to become a trekkie now fucking <laughs> <laughs> don't he says don't that's really don't. funny what would you say is besides stuff we we review on this pod what would you say in response to you saying don't what would you say is the number one kind of content you consume hey what do you mean moving swiftly <laughs> on <laughs> i'm just saying we can't give shade to any nerd about any one thing because we out here being nerds okay listen it's been Dude, about 20 years i tried to explain to my partner why a line that someone said on my tech podcast was really yes. funny and... <laughs> that's a good sentence right there i mean that's the age we and live in. i got nowhere i barely got to the clip because i had to do the preamble to explain what was they were talking about then yeah. why the line was i just i laughed when i was listening to it i was like i want to tell someone else why this is funny and no one no, yeah this is such a this is such an issue that i think we're all just discounting we're, we're ending up in such niches that unless you're in the subreddit of the thing how do you even share yeah. with the people so so i just I mean, replayed the clip and laughed with the guys on my phone Sounds very solitary. So speaking of that, at least we have each other in this moment. And I think the people will come along with us because for 20 cool. years, we've been vibing cool. on these people. Cool. I'll also shout out Ali because um, former guest on the pod, friend of the pod, he laughed at me the other day because I was telling some anecdote and I was trying to say the dating app, OK Cupid, and instead I said, OK Computer, and I tried to gloss <laughs> over it really quickly. He just laughed and pointed a lot, and he caught me, so fair play. Um, How did yeah, I listen. that? That sounds hilarious. <laughs> this is... Um, is that a dating uh, app for Radiohead fans? <laughs> imagine. This is a big deal, Wall of Eyes, and you've listened to it five times now, and we could take this lots of different directions. I guess to, to tag on from last week, we shouted out Justin Hawkins of The Darkness talking about... Um, friend of a friend on his youtube account which is surprisingly uh fun and thoughtful and we also discussed how I, I didn't but i've oh. i've watched other clips of his and i'm i'm intending to watch to watch this one this will be in the show notes and uh the prince charles uh cinematic event that uh, i've recorded and unsurprisingly is now the most popular 
<laughs> video I've ever uploaded to YouTube. Really? Um, well, of course. <laughs> the rest are like... I th it's on many hundreds. It might be coming up to a, a K, but like, listen, the rest is all just wow. my demos for myself because I can't store them anywhere else. So that's that's what that is. Um, but here, here we are, having had many feelings, and even if you're not aware of the twenty decades worth of history, we've had fangirling over this band, um, and you know, I'm going to keep saying this band. This is a new band with Tom York and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. They formed Smile during the pandemic. This is their second album, but because two of the primary members, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, were in Radiohead for many years. I, I'm going to keep saying this band and you'll get the the meaning of what I mean. Um, this has been a, a much discussed project in terms of we miss our we miss our Radiohead. And I've been a bit upset. When Bending Hectic came out, the first single, I think a message I even sent to you when I sent you the song, because it's always like a the second they drop anything, who messages the other one first and says, ah, scream, you have to listen. And I was like, the one difference that would that this could have, that could have been made here is if it literally just said Radiohead instead of bending, instead of the smile with bending hectic, that probably would have been my song of the year. One of my favorite moments of the year. Like I fucking love that song. And it was just like, there's a nostalgic part of me that wanted to say Radiohead where I'm not falling in love with the song as quickly as I would if I had that connection to the earlier band. But basically I'm not sure about you, Christopher, but because of events of the last few weeks where there's been a lot of nice noise around this new release, I've put a lot of that to the side. I've let things go. And I'm coming to this fresh, just appreciating my favourite musicians making music under whatever name, guys, form they want to. And I've had a whale of a time getting into this new album and I can't wait to hear about what you're making of it. Do you want my first hot take? Oh, he's coming out. And I've table, written this down because I was like, I want to, before yeah. I just potentially yes. heap praise upon the album okay let's have some I, I, there was something i yes. thought and i was like this is something i could just throw out there as a random hot take beautiful and we that is mm. should bending hectic not have closed the album oh good take good take for the people who uh aren't so it, it, it sits it sits as track seven it's yes. an eight minute eight minute sort of um atmosphere building mm. crescendoing song which go. is a brilliant piece of musicianship and writing yes um and it just has the feel like it could have closed the album yes. but in true radiohead fashion and another hot take that i've got here Ooh. um they stick a different song at the end the, they do and they stick um, which um, is which is a beautiful little piano-y sort of Almost Neil Young esque type song. That he does sing in that falsetto. That's that's a that's a shout. Um, um, it's called. You I, know just, me. I just feel like when because then when that song finishes, I'm always like, ah, oh, album's ended. And yeah, and yeah. I just feel that just that was an initial hot take. Other than that, it's a really good album, Jeffrey. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a really really good album. To tack on one sort of just a technical mm. thing when it comes to our pod and complaints we have, whether it's running time or this and this and that. It's both 45 minutes yep. and eight songs long. Didn't you find that like a nice manageable, like as opposed to beautiful. me giving you the big thief double album? It's beautiful. <laughs> like, I can almost distinguish in the names and the songs. To... Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like the, the, uh, there's a few chunky boys, but it's only eight different chunky boys, you know? So, yeah. so um, you've got the singles and I feel like with the help of Justin Hawkins and the video, Friend of a Friend definitely stood out for you too. Yes. Has there been that classic, oh, I'm liking this one, I'm liking that one per listen? Yeah, um, I, mm. I like its its sort of understated start to yes. the album as well, which is a nice little feed in. 
Yes. Um, I find that a creepy song. Talk about Wall of Ice for a second, the opener. It's creepy. It's vibey. Um, I like it. I just just, like that I've got Tom York in my left ear going... One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, One, two, three. They love five four on this album, by the way. Oh, shout out to the Musos. We like we like a five four. Like a uh, five, shout out four, fifteen yeah. step. Five, shout out friend of a friend. It's five four for probably seventy five percent of that song. Really, and the rest of that song it's something else. Um, hey, oh mate, this is this is the good stuff. This is what the people came to the podcast not for. What they came here for. I've been struggling. <laughs> I've been struggling with how I want to review this album without getting so in the weeds that no one understands anything. Nah, please, I'm about. I, will, I will pull you out if it gets too crazy. Please, <clears throat> f- for me, please get in the weeds a bit. This is yeah. re- very enjoyable for me. But no, I'm a big read the room guy. Um, okay. I enjoy yeah. read the room on this album. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's one that you cling to or not. Yeah, I think um, when we had our run the other week, I was saying I liked t- first two listens, Teleharmonic and Read the Room both stuck out. And you were like, yeah. get out of my brain. Those were the two that stuck out for me on the first listen too. And the thing is, I was listening again today and I was like, is there a chance it's just because I knew Wall of Eyes and then those mm-hmm. are the next two songs. <laughs> and it's like on a first <laughs> listen, that's all you can grab to maybe. I'm not sure. But, but it's, funny, it's, just, it's got it's got like... Um, it's got the drummer doing bringing his element to the party with mm-hmm. crazy mad jazz fills. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by mad jazz fills is that your regular drum fill, you can sort of still count through um, nice. and you know what they're doing. Mm. Um, but with a jazz fill, they sort of go off somewhere else and then they come back and then they mm. everyone still manages to land on the one at some point. Ooh, okay, um, okay, okay. And it's got awesome, harsh, crashy guitars Yes. guitars in it as well yes and then it has this just random downbeat lullaby moment in yeah, I don't know if yeah, it's yeah. the chorus or the pre-chorus or the bridge or whatever it is i think mm. it's probably the chorus mm. um it's just this lovely little sort of plucked guitar and tom york little lullaby is the only way i could put it sort yeah. of going through it Do you know it, what a weird connection today maybe it's just the way he sang it but mm. for me it was the only song that came close to the um, you'll never work in television again energy from the first yes. album yeah right because it's just yep. a bit more punky and shouty i meant and... to listen to that album again but i haven't yes I, so... I, I don't know if i did or i didn't want to before talking about i this know one. what you mean i know what you mean so i i did a, a a run the other day and i put them back to back and it was a really interesting experience i've got this thing with radiohead specifically a lot of the things i have with radiohead i can then extrapolate to just my re- um relationship with music in general but i feel like this always happens with radiohead where i feel like every new release unlocks the last one for me there's just some new thing that just every time there's a new album i'm like Unless liking it limbs. i'm a big king of limbs guy i just I think it needed to say that I... <laughs> another hot take this is probably better than king of limbs and i don't know if you've ever ranked other um, no no well, stuff I, it... against radiohead stuff like other yeah. radiohead projects i should say yeah. or Radiohead yep. member projects. If you had yep. to rank them, are there other albums that go in higher than other Radiohead albums? Is another random thing. That... I mean, I mean, this to me does feel like um, it was just it was interesting because maybe it didn't, maybe not the whole album. Maybe it was a bit too long to like really like as much as on first impression. I'm loving this new one, but the first album. Oh wait, has I some can't say that. Freaking bang! Ghost on it. Sorry. Exactly. It's got fucking. <laughs> got codex too it's got good shit um it's got lotus flower oh shit <laughs> listen any album with lotus flower can we just can we another another thing to say can we just yep. say that tom yep. york and johnny greenwood are yep. aging like the finest of finest fine of wines. wines yes ever that yep. how they can still put out something that's the same but different and yep. still new and still yep. and still adventurous and that's still why it's still something that i've never heard before 
um, to touch right. on Friend of a Friend. I yes. still don't know how I feel about that song other than the yeah, fact yeah, yeah. that I'm just blown away by it. And yeah. Every time I listen to it again, I'm like, how is it getting better? I don't understand it. Yeah, First yeah, time yeah. I listened Such... to it, I had no idea what was going on. And yeah, now I'm yeah. like, it's just, it's genius is what I it's don't almost, know. It's, it's that's, that's, a, that's a really good way to put it. It's almost spoiled me too much because it reminds me of talking about um, solar power for Lord and being like, please give it another chance. Please give it another chance. And it reminds me because uh, right now I'm having a very similar thing with just Wall of Eyes, where I really like the video and I just find it so creepy. It reminds me of how I felt when Burn the Witch, the, mm. the first song from A Moonshaped Pool, came out and it was like, I did not expect this band to sound like this. And that's yeah. part of just the initial, but like you love them so much and rate them so much, you keep listening and eventually it's just such a deep love. And I, I think, if anything, Radiohead and these members have sort of spoiled me and that's why I just always say the whole give it another chance thing when maybe other work doesn't deserve it as much but with this lot it just it slow burns and you end up just really in this place where um yeah it just gets under your skin I do think um we are at this point just we've we're predisposed to to the second third fourth listens from the many years they've paid off for us right I don't know yeah. about a newbie I'd be really curious. It's a 45-minute album, newbies. If you're a Radiohead newbie, Tom York newbie, Smile newbie, I'm saying if you're finding this review even a bit intriguing, dive in and give it a go. It's a weird, adventurous, fun album. And, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's hard not to just talk to the Radiohead faithful here because because we're out here doing that. But I did want to try one interesting thing. I just had an idea. Mm. And let's see if we can do this, right? Can we do this together? Let's... with our And I'll be counting fingers at the same time. But... <coughs> Let's just do what is chronologically Radiohead albums. Let's do this together. So you've got Pablo Honey. The Benz. The Benz. Uh, okay, computer. Okay, computer. Kid A. Kid A. Amnesiac. Amnesiac. Do we Hail count the, the weird live? Definitely not okay. count the live. Just oh, got a thumbs up from our computer. I was on Hell to the Thief. Hell to the Thief. In Rainbows. In Rainbows. King, King of Limbs. Limbs. A Moonshade Pool. So that's nine. Okay, now Tom York Records. I just want to see how close we're getting. So you got the Eraser. Yep, that one. And you got uh, Tomorrow's Modern Boxers. I don't think I ever listened to that. that yeah. Was that an I album, a song, an EP? What, that was no, something... it was a full album. It was his full second album. Wow. And it was it was probably, for me, it was his like just quite darkest, most electronic album. And I've got a hot take from that. I, literally, I wrote it down similar to you. And it was like, sometimes he gets so into his textures and ele- electronic stuff. It's like that stuff, as opposed to a song like Bending Hectic, which integral to the structure of the songwriting is a sort mm. of um, a catharsis, some outpouring of something. The song builds to a thing of some kind. Mm. I feel, I sense a lot of his electronic stuff. It's just like, it would just stay in the same place and add rhythms and layers. And like, there's yeah. no, the song itself doesn't go to a place. It just yeah. sort of. So I'm just that, looking because that... one thing, I've, again, I found fascinating is that if we take like the eraser, there was a song on there. Mm. Um, oh, we're making another connection. No, no, no. Well, just I've typed in eraser and it's come up with Ed Sheeran's song. Fuck come you, on, Apple man. Music. Come on, um, man. He's got a song called The Clock <laughs> on there, which yes. he is an electronic song, which he pom- yes. performed acoustic on Jules Holland. Yes. And yes. I find that performance more engaging and interesting than yeah. say the the album version I, it's just mate Dude, it's just, I mean, something about live i guess th- well no i think there's, there's there's yes of course there's something about live but i think we've, we've joked about it a lot because um one of our you know formative musical experiences in terms of a live show was seeing radiohead at the apollo when mm. they had either just released in rainbows or were still fucking 
workshopping it, it and shit. Yeah. yeah, I think they were workshopping it, right? And we were listening to all the shows, like Wolverhampton Civic Hall, like in the lead up to this Apollo show. So we were like at our most, um, just like you know, hardcore fan. And then they played this song called Videotape, right? Which to this day we would then reference as like an amazing thing we saw live. And then on the album in Rainbows, it closes. It's just slightly different, and they talk ad nauseum about how part of the studio um, difficulty is capturing that lightning in a bottle, and they'll try a million different versions, and just mm. the drum beats that come at the end of videotape seem to unlock something for Tom York in the studio, but like it will never hit like that pure first performance, right? And for me, I saw him play present tense acoustic, and I was like, he'll never write a better song, and then it's on um, the a moon shaped pool, and I'm like, this is good. It's just not, it's not quite, I think they just, they can never trust pure naked acoustic performance. And I, yeah. that's what makes them great. But on the other hand, it, it does make you treasure these, these live uh, performances here or there. But yeah, I just wanted to say how close he's getting to um, the number. So you've got the Eraser 1, Mo- uh, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes 2, Amina. Amok? Oh, sorry, Am- Amina. I was just yeah. do it, yeah. Amina or Anima? Fucking whatever. Um, brain Technologies, Anima, I think, Anima. Um, and then yeah a muck with atoms for peace was that not before yeah yeah i'm not doing it in yeah. order so the first three oh, were just pure chronologically when we we're talking well about the first Sorry. three were exactly tom york solo records uh, okay fine. a muck is technically atoms for peace and then you yeah. can say he's got um, two smile albums two smiles so he's on six he's on six non-radiohead albums he's catching up wow kind of crazy right um so yeah i mean I hashtag review one thing I haven't said that for a while but like we could have maybe it would have been like two in another, the another thing I want to say is one of my favourite moments in mm. this um, album yes is the the middle of it where it goes from under our pillows into friend of a friend because yeah, I've, so, I've listened to it so yeah. many times now that I get excited at the end of under our, under our pillows because it yes. does this crazy string crescendo thing where it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds builds. gets very very loud and uncomfortable and then suddenly it just stops and that's the end of the song and then suddenly the slow quiet little bass line from friend of a friend starts and then tom york's little quiet vocals come over it and it's just a moment and every time that moment happens i'm like i just like go yay that was nice and it's almost like this middle point in the album yes Um, yes it it is the art of sequencing right because even i'm even i I think think they've nailed other than possibly the The ending yeah yeah, yeah. um (laughs) the way this album flows is really nice they all complement each other and mm. it's just a, it's the, got a good thing going on here. And then we could reference I Quit, but that's just kind of like that weird little song. song I'm, I'm feeling I Quit right you, now. It's you're funny feeling you everything, Jeff. Just, just on the fourth or fifth listen, I Quit finally made a bit of sense finally. to me. <laughs> it's, it's doing it now. I really liked it. And um, I wonder, uh, you know, it's, it's these two guys who in their other band, Colin Greenwood is uh, the bassist of Radiohead. He's Johnny's brother. And then you've got Philip Selway on drums and Ed O'Brien on the other guitar. And we're constantly roasting Ed O'Brien because Johnny Greenwood actually does lots of film scores and went to music school and all this shit. And Ed's just the other guitarist in the band who's really tall and good looking and likes the Kings of Leon. So we give him a lot of shit. He does does amazing, beautiful backing vocals. And I think he contributes a lot more than he gets credit for. But just in saying all of that, I, you know... I was just doing a funny, in my opinion, when for years, the last few years, I've been like, go back to Radiohead, leave this... I don't know who this new guy is, Tom Skinner, I don't give a shit, go back to Radiohead. But then this album is where I've really... It sealed the deal, and seeing them do the Q&A where they're all hanging out as a group, and it's like, okay, Tom and Johnny literally found like this new element to freshen up their shit and just have another perspective, and they clearly 
respect him. He's a jazz drummer. He's ja he's drummed for a lot of other outfits. And Tom spoke about in that Q and A how much um, he has these different taste calls and i just found that such an interesting point where tom and johnny have been working together for so many years of course they must occasionally either get in a rut or get stuck in the same sort of place they normally would and tom york just made the uh, observation that because tom skin has been all over the world and just has a different sort of they, they really really uh, rate his taste not just his playing ability but his taste and i think that's part of what being in a band and having chemistry with someone artistically is is rating the other one's taste and mm. so they'd be like noodling away on this bit and tom skinner would be like okay let's like let's just move on now that's not really the bit to focus on and this is the album where so much of his as you were referencing it with the jazz feels so much of his feel for like you know they, the, the start of a song is a tom york guitar bit let's say and then suddenly he comes in and i'm like oh he's really good and it's like it's not just you know as i always uh discuss with you it's not just good for the sake of good and showing off like he's re he's really listening and feeling the song and making it better and adding his own shit and just i can't lie now i think i've liked them enough that as when they go back to radiohead i'll be like oh i wonder when we're getting another smile album like it's just never good enough it's, it'll, i'll never be fully happy Why can't um, everyone just be friends is all jeff <laughs> well and then and then you know the second you get one of the other flavors you'll you want to mix up with with the next one um but yeah I've, I've really come around to liking it and i'm gonna complain less about not getting any radiohead that's that's my that's the moral of the story for me so that's clearly a win for this album and um for you i don't think you've listened to an album this many times in a row you know hashtag uh the, the podcast forced you to but I since the nationals it, high violet pretty much back to back at one point as well i think Fucking hell, we i was on that. a run and i literally just said i said it so that it would just loop it and play it again um, oh, beautiful that's when you're really no you are vibing so if you're ready i think um I, well, there were some other things i want to say i, I don't think we've given johnny greenwood enough love oh please give him the flowers i don't know i don't You're know man to do it i don't know there's just something about the way that that guy plays guitar that mm. is just different to anyone else i've ever mm. known mm. he he can um i don't, I don't know i'll just this i, I don't know how Keep to trying. explain it it just Keep, it, it breaks my brain <laughs> yeah but just the way that he can arpeggiate a chord the way mm. that he can just play anything and mm. it can just sound so I, you just know it's him from the second you hear it there right, are elements right, right. on this album where um we're gonna i'm gonna have to go deep in the weeds here yes um so disc two of in rainbows jeffrey there's a song oh. there called bangers and mash and <laughs> yeah, on is. the album version there's mm. just there's an element where uh, two thirds of the way through there's a little breakdown bit and then yep. on the album version it just goes boom or whatever yeah. When you see that guy play it live, it sounds yeah. completely different and just oh. like a completely different thing. So there are elements of this that I'm looking forward to seeing live because ah, I just know okay. that how they produce it and record it in the studio is normally yes. quite restrained, held back mm, to the point, mm. does what it needs to do. But mm. you go and see them then perform it live and it just has a completely different vibe to it. Oh, um, that is going to be I can't, remember, I can't remember which song it is, but there's a couple of guitar breakdowny bits on here where I'm like, oh. Yeah. I want to see how he plays What's that. What's going to happen? I, see how he plays that. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a bit of a weird nerd. That's just that's, no, I that's mean. fantastic stuff. I think anyone who loves any music a lot, let alone any band a lot, is going to fully relate to how much we're, we're geeking out all over this shit. Um, I'm, and yeah, I I'm guess ready. Johnny Greenwood has that one thing that Neil Young has as well, where you can, oh, sure. you could, your guitar solos could just be like one or two notes, but they just, <laughs> they, but they just fucking cut through and just sound better than mm. anything some mm. fucking shreddy nerd would do. Right, but, but the, the yeah, it's, it's that's a really interesting one. I think we've also been it, talking it, about there, this. There's there's a emphasis on 
the musicality and yes. what's needed in it in the playing rather than just i can play 200 notes in four seconds or something right, right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Yeah, yeah. i do well i i obviously do because you know i think for the first few years i was playing guitar i was like neil young man i've got a three note guitar solo this is the shit and i think other people are like sure <laughs> it's because you can only do that but like the funny so like i've i've always had this uh connection with like that neil young philosophy of like it's all about the feel but then the interesting thing about johnny greenwood is he's literally a classically trained musician and if he wanted to he could go on a soloing spree that you know the likes of you know and, and fucking steve take, vai or whatever he but he that, doesn't his he feel that, it's all about his feel yeah and he takes that orchestral knowledge and, yes um and uh that composing idea right. of composing an orchestra but mm. he applies that to the way he plays guitar and that's right. what i find fascinating is right, that right, he, right, he right. will combine chords melodies notes however that but he's using other ways of doing it it's just i, I don't know the guy's elementary genius I just, for an elementary um, and self-taught... he looks exactly the same as he did 30 years ago. he does he, the same, man he doesn't has age the same haircut it's either not grown or he's never cut it i don't know which yeah, one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man doesn't age but for an elementary <clears throat> self-taught musician it, it is funny this just to state the obvious but like i would have thought if you're classically mm. trained you work with orchestras all the time you do all this fucking shit that when you come back to your rock band you just fucking throw in everything at the wall the thing that always gets me about johnny greenwood is how like he's super restrained sometimes like he really he really re- like respects and listens to the song and sometimes there's quite little to do but like mm. everything he does is meaningful he's never just throwing fucking shit out there mm. it's really like he's such a um a present musician for lack of a better yeah. term um the way, the way he the way he just can the way he could strum a chord just yes like, like the, even um, that that is singular to him that's a good shout yeah yeah yeah. It, like um there's there's many radio songs and there's examples in the smile as well where he yes. will just play the chord through from top to bottom or whatever mm. and you'll just hear every note and every plus and every bit of it it's, a, it's almost Rest. like a brrr as he's yeah. playing it yeah um, but you but you then just pick up those notes just ever so slightly different than you would if someone just hashed it out i don't know i don't right know. right done, right I'm no, done. no no i'm done yeah well as you're done i think then we have to finish by if if your man's getting a shout out my man has to get a shout out because i still remember his voice jeff <laughs> <laughs> well i still remember you talking about how like you had this idea of where his voice was at its peak and for me maybe <laughs> technically or athletically um it, it's like he's not as um strong a singer as in his prime years or something but classic fucking uh tiago silva or you know just an aging athlete who's you know who's got the the wizardry here something like bending hectic you're like okay maybe it's not like um fucking mariah carey or some shit but like the way that he knows his own voice now i don't think he could have written that song as a younger man and Mm. now he it's like maybe it's yeah i definitely think strength is something that isn't as as full-throated but like he moves through that falsetto a lot more uh confidently and musically and confidently to me ever since i remember like lotus flower and now i feel like he's done so many permutations of that different voice that even for the more singy screamy bits at the end of bending hectic when it is crescendoing it's not as strong as maybe like peak okay computer era but like i feel like he's growing into it as an older man and like knows his own voice knows his own limits i don't know about you but in that song you know as it crescendos i can feel him like not pushing as far as he can because like he doesn't think he can go there do you know Mm. what i mean a little bit he's he's doing that i've got these things i've never i've always just i've always had just concerns live i just find he he gets a bit he gets a bit if he's if he's on a big long tour 
yeah, I don't yeah. know whether he can hold it as well as he used to. That's yeah. that's kind of my point. In the studio and on his albums, I've never yeah. I've never thought that he's he's sounded not great. It's no. just I, I just think sometimes I think it's like anyone, like yeah. no, 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 Paul no, McCartney sh- or whoever. Now, if you go, yeah. Or even well, Elton John or whatever. My favourite is the different... and it gets the harder. Different, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the different eras. It's not necessarily just yeah. a better and worse thing. Like, everyone always talks about uh, Bob Dylan coming out of his most creatively fertile era in the 60s, but in the 70s, he quit smoking. And even though his songs got a bit more shit, according to critical consensus, his voice, his voice was very rich. Even before that, just because he quit smoking on albums like Nashville Skyline or John Wesley Harding, like, his just his voice was completely different. So, no, it's shit like that. But f- please, for the record because you've said it to me before what what was it your your ranking thing when was his voice the strongest and when did it peak i'm always i always like that reminder yeah was it in rainbows rainbows. yeah Yeah. nude man nude come on yeah but then again again that is i feel like a lot of that is the the strength of the falsetto in that Mm. song right oh mate yeah we could listen i think you the listener you might think we've gone in in the weeds here, but I feel like we've we, barely we scratched the surface. The <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you get where eventually Christopher pitches Michael Jackson or Jeffrey pitches a Tom York album. Like, we have to get a lot of shit out there. Um, and this is where, if you're ready for them, it's going to be a very curious time with guesses and scores today, Christopher. Are you ready for them? Go on, then. Show me, okay. show me what you got, Jeffrey. Okay, I'll show you what I got. You're one off. You guessed uh, 343. It was, in fact, 243 for this one. It's really hard, as I I think I said last week. It's getting it's when it's when we're pitching stuff the other one isn't familiar with. This is actually way way harder than just a new novelty thing because I tried to give each little category a bit of consideration, and yet now I'm looking at it like, but it can't be this because we never get this. And I've scored five five five. Those are my scores I've written down, and that seems a bit much. But I just didn't know where to put the four because I sensed. You were looking forward to listening more. Um, even the practical thing that you got to throw in there where, you know, the likes of you and I love to to get really in the weeds of an album before we're going to see the band live. And we all know, congratulations, you've got a ticket to see their Apollo show. So you were you had it on the docket to listen. And then I thought you'd be enjoying. And then I thought afterwards you'd be like, I'm, I'm really enjoying. So You're too off, Jeffrey. Too off? Nah, where are you putting those four? Four, four anticipation, four enjoyment, five retrospect. Uh, that's a good score. That makes. Thank fun. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes you, sense. You, Compa- like, you were like angry, and then you're like, no, I get it. No, that's no. From the review, that 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 fully checks out. You're back on the board. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Um. I mean, who's who's out here guessing five five fives? Pitching, pitching. Have we ever had a? I think you've had a five five five. Have we had? Yeah. A, I think we've only had updated five, that five, website. Five. <clears throat> when are we going to have an admin day, Jeffrey? Should we just ditch the pod one week and just do some admin? Yeah, I think the people would probably prefer that because I think we enjoy it as banter, but maybe they're like, listen, lads, stop bringing up the website if there is no fucking website. <laughs> like, it's there it, there it's is fun. a website. I There is. It's been live for almost a year because I got the renewal for the domain name email come Sh- through. <laughs> shout out the email for the renewal for the domain name. Have we got <laughs> pictures? <laughs> have we got pictures for next week? Uh, <laughs> uh yes we do we do we and do? you 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 triggered this because you mentioned mentioned uh dream of black again earlier today you also sent me a dm about the um the thing the, the show thing. being renewed yes uh, for season two mm-hmm. um and i remember that after watching dream of Mars black i stumbled across another show on bbc iplayer which i Ooh. very much enjoyed Ooh. um starring a wonderful man called guz khan 
and the show Ooh, is called Man Like Man Mo like Bean. Bean, you know. Man okay. Like Bean. There are four seasons of this, Jeffrey. So I'm making it really easy for you to watch the correct episode. Yes. Um, which is season one, episode one. <laughs> yeah, we've got another. It's pilot season out here, baby. Okay, love that. So um, you're going to watch Man Like Mo Bean. Man Like it's, Mo It's Bean. a good show. Kids, watch along with us. That's all I'm going to say. Kids, um, watch along with us. It's a nice, easy 20 minutes. It's funny. It's good stuff. Okay, fantastic. Um, for you, you are going to be sticking onto the iPlayer because it's been quite a while that I've been meaning to to get this in there. It is definitely no longer um, the event show? television. <laughs> I wish. It's no longer event television because weeks, if not months, have passed. But ever since this guest lineup on the couch was announced, I thought at some point Graham Norton needs his debut on the Triple CAH. And this is the episode in which you had the likes of Timothy Chalamet promoing <laughs> Wonka. You had Tom Hanks talking about fucking the Moonwalkers or whatever. Are you Julia sure Roberts you want to pitch this? Talking about leave the world behind, and you had Cher, good old Cher. Do you also have a backup? Season one, <laughs> episode season one. I'm, I'm only definitely. saying. Do you have a backup? I feel I... like there might be a reason, and you could still have your your feelings about it. But I want to talk about this episode. Um, Season okay. 31, episode 9 of The Graham Norton Show. And uh, that will be reviewed. And Is it still on the iPlayer? Of course it is. Of course it is. It wasn't that old. I feel like you're, <laughs> you're convinced it was like many, many years ago. Mm. So I feel like there might be a few noises that have been made in the last 30 seconds that give the listeners a feeling about the anticipation score. <laughs> But there it is. That's our show for you. We are looking forward to next week and I play a special. Now this is the end. This is the bit where I say goodbye and he says take care. So goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again